Maybe. It's on my Snapchat. I was just ta- I just said That's recording. Some, Sunday night recording. We should probably Hell make yeah. an Instagram for uh Woody clothes at this point if we're doing pictures. Yeah, I just post things on my Snapchat, which nobody it's only I like I only have like ten friends. Yeah, but I don't use Snapchat, so and I just I, which is it. a shame. But I just forgot an Instagram. So like baby says, I don't I like the baby problem steps. with me is that like I don't like expressing my feelings a lot. Like I did in high school and then I got burned a couple times. So I'm kind of like, can I not? Well, I don't really express feelings. I just like post dumb pictures on Snapchat. I don't like doing that um, either. Because then I'm like, I think some, remember the thing that people said to you about like, oh, don't post dumb stuff or else um, an employer is going to be like not cool. I mean, don't post like racist stuff. I just, I mean, I, I. You know, well, on Snapchat, you can, like, block it so, like, only, like, people you're friends with can see what you post. Wait, you're not racist. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I just have, like, this, like, weird, like, you know, like, when you're, like, in, uh, like, middle school and you're, and it's New Year's and you get sparkling cider and you pretend that it's champagne and you drink a lot of it? Mm-hmm. I have those kind of pictures. <laughs> That's fun. That is fun. And then somebody got mad at me one time because I said that I got wicked drunk on New Year's. And then they said, like, that's – why would you do that? It's horrible. And I'm like, I- I'm joking. <laughs> that girl did not like me. Oh, rude. Why – people really just don't – people pick weird reasons not to like other people. Yeah, I don't know why she didn't like me, but I also found out that not a lot of other people liked her. So mm. that's happened to me a lot of times where, like, I don't like somebody and they don't and, – and then I find out that other people also don't like them. And then you feel, like, a little vindicated. You're like, okay, so I had a good reason there. Yeah. I understand. That happened to, the one, uh, that happened to somebody, that happened with somebody in college. She was actually mean to me, and then people stopped liking her. Oh, nice. Do I know this person? No, because this was, like, freshman year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. I was going to say, if, you, if someone was mean to you, I'll beat them up. I'll punch them. No, I mean, right now, it, it seems like they might have, like, had a new leave, and I haven't talked to them in forever, so who gives a crap? Yeah, that's true. Sometimes you just just leave them just leave them behind. Sometimes it's for the better. Are we gonna talk about All something? Right. Are we gonna Are we gonna do this? Are you ready? Yeah, everything's recording. All right, everything's recording. So I guess I will start my thing. All right. Ah, oh, gosh, here we go. Here. We go. It's so it's so weird when we do it this format. I have to like psych myself up for it. I mean, it's fine. This is fine. All right. And welcome back to another episode of First Reaction, Fan Reaction. I am your host, Kim Clothier. With me is my co-host. Dara Whitman. Alrighty. How's it going, Dara? Uh, witty remark. Witty, witty remark? Wearing some witty clothes, because here we are. We are witty clothes My clothes aren't really that witty. Not- I, I find humor in them. Hold on. You keep talking. Oh, fabulous. Okay. Well, we are back at it again. And as you can tell, we're still doing that format that we were, where we're re-recording some previously recorded episodes. So you'll see uh, that better? our reactions in one location and our... <laughs> yes. Beautiful. I probably should fabulous. have done this. Like, hold on. Let me... Let's just put, I was yep, saying, like, it. I could, like, put the headphones over it, but I don't think that's going to work. That... No. I, I think it, it was it was fun while it lasted. It was, but I could still have the hood up. Okay. Anyway. But uh, I'm into it. I'm kind of into it. Uh, but but yes, I can't see my still... hair. And I worked hard on my hair. It's I, I do like your hair. Thank you. Your hair looks good. Thank you. It looks fabulous. 
Um, but of course, uh, so you're going to see footage of us in one location and then footage of us here recording remotely because we are recording some segments, but it should last for this episode, episodes three and four. My light just flickered. That's fun. <laughs> I hope the ghosts are enjoying this program. Uh, and then after, on when we do episode five, you should see us back in the same location again. So thanks for bearing with us. Today we're still talking about Bacchano and we're going to talk about episodes three and four. Episode three, Randy and Petro are busy getting ready for the party. In episode four, Lad Russo enjoys talking a lot and slaughtering a lot. So I am looking forward to these episodes. But first, we're going to talk about Randy and Petro. Uh, are you busy getting ready for the party? Dara, what did you think of this episode? Well, I was trying to remember, honestly. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I like this one that much. I think I did a little bit. That's fair. Again, I'm still very, like, I still don't know how I feel about this show. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. It's very. That's fair. I understand. We still don't really know what's going on, too. This is another episode where we bounce we bounce around a lot in this episode. There's so much yeah, bouncing around. Quite a few around. different people. Uh, and a few different times, a few different people. So it can be a little hard to keep track of it, especially if we're taking a break in between watching. But uh, I think that we should just dive right into it. And start talking about a synopsis. Okay. All right. Just for the fun of it, this episode starts in the year 1932. And we're focusing on a girl by the name of Eve Genoward. Of course, we recognize her name for the title sequence. We've seen her here and there. Uh, she's kind of sad because she is looking for her brother, uh, Dallas. Who's Genoward, dead. Who's probably most likely dead just based on the things that people are saying. Of course, when we see her at the beginning of this, she's kind of watching on uh, as there's some kind of crew kind of digging things up uh, from the bottom of the Hudson River. So it might doesn't look good, I would say. Well, I mean, like, I I forget if we learn about Dallas. And these episodes, I really these episodes kind of, kind of like gel together. And I feel like that happens in most of the episodes. I don't actually remember. It's mostly this episode. What happened in what thing. I kind of remember that like Dallas wasn't really a good guy. Yeah. And that's, we see a lot of it in uh, this episode. This episode and next episode we see, we kind of get a bit on Dallas and how he's um kind of dick. Kind of a dick. I would say. Uh, and and we kind of learn more about that now, but there is a level, I guess, of uh, sympathy in that his sister, who seems very nice and sweet, is looking for him. Well, kind of. I think what did I think I I probably should have watched the recording that we did do because I don't actually remember mm-hmm. what I said. But kind of sounds like he was a dick to most people except for like his sister, yeah. which like you kind of see in a lot of these like like movies or TV shows about like uh, maybe gangsters or like cowboys or like. That like anti-hero thing of like they're ho- gangster cowboys. Gangster is that a is that a movie? Gangster cowboy. If it's not, we should make we it. We should. Uh, no, I don't know if that's a thing. Unless cowboys are technically aren't cowboys technically gangsters like a western? Not really. I, it depends on how you write it, I guess. I guess I don't know. I haven't watched a western in a while. I don't dislike them. I just haven't watched them. Aren't they, but aren't they like heists? In westerns, at some point, don't they have to, like seal? Maybe. Do they have to sometimes seal a thing? Seal the Declaration of Independence. Seal the Declaration of Independence. The National Treasure gangster movie. No. We should do that just for a Patreon live stream <laughs> thing. <laughs> we keep talking about National Treasure for some reason, and now we just have to. We have to do something with it. Probably. Uh, That's fine. This is this is this is fine. But I think we um. Hey, Dara. Huh. Bacchanal. Bacchanal. 
Bakudo! And so we, we of course get the title card drop, which is uh, Randy and Petra are busy getting ready for the party. But before we anybody gets ready for a party, we're going to go back to 1931 to the Daily Days. Of course, we're familiar, a little bit familiar with the Daily Days. They are a newspaper who seems to know a lot about knowing a lot. Uh, the vice president and one of his associates, of course, were kind of the framing sequence of that first episode. So we have a level of familiarity there. So the episode starts with kind of two says here shady men they you know they are uh, paying paying the daily days a visit and a fellow by the name of nicholas wayne uh, kind of introduced himself as responsible for the english edition of the newspaper uh so he seems kind of he's in the know about things it seems like everybody at this newspaper is kind of more so in the know of things because they kind of work in the exchange of information uh this guy here is an uh, information broker, he's able to recognize that these two guys who just walked in are members of the Runarada family. Two qu- I think we have Rigatoni? dubbed them the Rigatoni family. Yes, two questions. Sorry. One, is Nicholas yeah. Wayne related to Batman? I I cannot confirm or deny, but it is a possibility because this takes place in the 1930s and so anything can happen. There are 30s? I mean, although Batman kind of was in the 30s, so I'm not sure. Maybe he might be a distant cousin, um. I would say. I was thinking like if there was like a Batman like th- thing, but then I was thinking of Spider Man, the, the like thirties thing, and then I'm like, I really need to see Spider Man into the Spider Verse again. Oh yeah, that was a fun movie. I enjoyed it's that. It's on Hulu now, and I don't have that. Anyway, my other question was: <laughs> the newspaper has an English version, but we're in America. Yeah, don't we only put out English versions of I, stuff for the most part, no, especially in, in not the thirties? Really. It's a it's well, this is New York City. And it's the 30s, so really we're just coming off the heels of the Ellis Island era, which means that there are people who come from a variety of backgrounds, a lot of recent immigrants who are frequenting the city. So actually, you know, it was a pretty, it was more multicultural than you think, especially again, it's New York City kind of right off the heels of the I Ellis just, Island era. I just question the progressiveness of the 30s, not going to lie. I, I think you would be surprised, uh, probably more surprised than you think. Oh, right. We were, but, we were probably more upset that we were all broke. Yeah, we everyone. Yeah, everyone was kind of more focused on the fact that uh, no one had any money. But if you if you look at the cast here, there's a lot of of course people working at this newspaper, and it's a pretty diverse cast of characters mm-hmm. in there. A lot of people of different backgrounds. So I mean, you raise a fair point, but I think we can kind of assume that there are people of all backgrounds working at this newspaper in this time period. Okay. In New York City. Okay. So these gentlemen are. Uh, they want to know. About Dallas Genoard, but I have a feeling that they probably are looking for him for different reasons than perhaps his sister. So this is 1931, a little bit before the events of that opening sequence. Uh, So we get a little more information about Dallas. He's the second son of the Genoard family. Did we have a name for the Genoards when we did this the last time? I think I forget. No, they're not the Gan the Gandors. Oh, the Gandalfs. Gandalfs. Do we have the the Genoards? I feel like we did. Who are the mozzarella? They're the um the mozzarellas are the uh oh god were they the Genoars because uh, I couldn't think of anything else Martillos Martillos the Martillos are the mozzarellas and then the 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 rigatonis are the runeratas I don't think we had any for the Genoars the gnocchis the gnocchis <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible this is we are this, we are being so offensive to all Italians out there I'm so Can't sorry you be offensive though since you're what like I I don't think 10, I am Italian 10% enough to be Italian. A twenty percent, thank you. And very I much. look twenty percent Italian. 
So I we're probably anyway. So the the Genoards. I think I remember uh, Genoards. Uh, we call them the Genovians. Genovians. Just, just, just like just take the backpack off that uh, Princess Diaries kind of. When thing. are we talking about the? When are we talking about the Princess Diaries? I don't know, but it's when shouldn't we talk about the Princess I don't Diaries? Know. Did you ever it's read a, the it's book? a great film. I did not. I did. When I was like, when I, I was the, younger, I, I was kind of wanted to. Spoiler: It's based off a, it's a, it's in diary form. Oh, and it's wow. And I think the difference, like the dad wasn't actually dead in the book. Yeah, I remember reading about that. I think it was like he wasn't dead, but the reason that like Mia ended up being the heir was because that was his only child, and I think like his balls got cut off at one point, or like something I, I think it, he had like testicular cancer something, or something but like so yeah so that they could have any more air so like all that's left is mia all that's left is your bastard child but like they were married in the movie mm-hmm. right yes i don't i don't, I don't remember no i think in the movie they were married and while. then they got divorced and then he died something like that yeah so it technically wasn't a bastard i don't know I don't. I think. I feel like it probably would have been weird if they did like had to, if, if in a kids movie we'd explain what illegitimate meant. <laughs> Hi, kids. Today's word of the day is illegitimate. Oh, when Julie Andrews anyway. would not want to do that. Bacchanal. Bacchanal. Speaking of, so the Genovians. So the Genovians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now I want some gnocchi. Not gonna lie. Gnocchi's the gnocchi Genovians. I. <laughs> So Dallas, of course, he is a notorious juvenile delinquent. Uh, they know about him. And so we don't really know why these men are looking for him. Uh, but if they want any information, they're going to have to pay up because, of course, the folks at the Daily Days, especially this guy right here, they're information brokers. So they they want money. They want exchange. They want information for information. They want money in exchange for information. That's fair. That's 100% uh, fair. Yeah. So, but these fellas, they aren't super buying that. They're not digging it. So they do kind of start to pull out their guns. And then, of course, we see a scene where everyone at the newspaper has guns. <laughs> they just pull them out. Of course, that's obviously part of the job. Right. Working in a newspaper, which is why I personally never got into journalism. Because a- I was look, like, I don't think I can. I don't think I can carry a gun. Well, I mean, look, we had really bad gun control in the '30s, and now it's a lot better. <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> let's see. Also, like, the 30s are full of gangsters. You need, uh, uh, haven't you seen, like, a movie based in the 30s? Mm-hmm. What else were you going to do to get money? You needed guns. Sure. You needed guns to rob. It, yeah, there was a lot else that you could do. Yeah, I mean, then. yeah, like, look at Bonnie and Clyde. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Or dead. Horribly. Or, or just, like, shot to death horribly. But the good news is at least here in, in Bacchano, half the people who get shot <laughs> are, eventually come back. Right, so it's fine. Right. Right? How does that work again at all? Uh, you raised some fabulous questions, and eventually we'll get to them just not oh, today. fuck. So, of course, all this talk about Dallas, we're going to keep on traveling backwards in time. We start off in 1932, then 1931. Now we're going to go back to 1930 when we actually knew where Dallas was. And he is basically the scene as him being a dick. Well, he, essentially. Right. Uh, so he is walking down an alleyway and he, uh, some guy like tosses a cigarette and he gets kind of angry at him. Well, and he did litter. They kind of have a tussle. Yeah, it's true. Littering is bad, but I feel like that wasn't the reason why he was angry at him. Okay. Just. Don't uh, litter. And s- 
And so this and this this guy, this kind of side guy, whatever, we don't know who he is. We don't really care who he is. Uh, he says he's a member of the Runaratas, uh, the Rigatonis, of course. And, of course, Dallas and friends don't really care. And they kick the crap out of him. Huzzah! Uh, <laughs> so we see Luck Gandor and Berga Gandor. Of course, Christian Bale and one of his brothers are walking down the alley. I actually did a side-by-side comparison the last episode of Christian Bale and Luck. I was like... I see. Does it work? I just. I I I, I kind of saw it. So I, like, I didn't. Not I, far I, off. Like literally, the only reason I thought of that was because I think like the way he was talking, I just immediately got Christian Bale from Newsies. Newsies, yeah, yeah. Which is the first I, time I ever saw Christian Bale and thinking, I hope this kid goes far. I, I hope he does something. I hope he plays Batman one day. He would make a fabulous Batman and villain in the new Thor movie. I think he's a villain. Oh, is he? I, he's in it. I don't know if he's a villain. Good for him. So, Christian Bale Who takes out and tries to, uh, Berga. Okay, I don't think we had a name for the him. Guy. I don't think we had a name yeah, for him. He, he doesn't really do much, I feel like. So, we, he can be called Berger. Berger? Berger. 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 Perfect. We got it. We got Christian Bale and his brother Berger. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it kind of seems like the... The Gandalfs here are taking, you know, the high road here. They're trying to just get this kid to, like, shove off and tries to break up a fight. And that's kind of, like, our introduction to the character of Dallas. Right. So we kind of saw him a little bit in the opening sequence. We, we we keep hearing people talking about him, but we haven't really seen him yet. So we get to, like, see him more in this episode and realize, wow, this guy's a dick. Uh, surprise. But we're going to go back to 1931. Great. Because we don't jump around enough in this show. Well, like, we, we can't just stay Is there ever an episode where, like, okay, so, like, a full episode's, like, 24 minutes? Yeah. So, I don't know, 24 divided by 3 is, like, 8. Is 8? Yes? Yeah. So, like, why can't we do a thing of, like, 8 minutes in this part, 8 minutes in that part, and just, like, straight forward 8 minutes? It's very optimistic of you. I know. It's, we, we have to listen. Everyone's got no attention span these days. We gotta just keep moving and moving and moving. Also, question. So, like, you know what, like, fantasy shows and, like, even sci-fi shows of, like, maps of, like, their universe? Is there a map of Bacchano to say, like, which gang is in which territory? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't looked. Also, is it bad, like, every time, like, they fight, I just kind of wanted to turn into West Side Story? That movie's coming out soon. That movie is coming out soon. I'm curious. My friend who's a dance teacher had, like, uh, positive things to say about the choreographers. Oh. All right. If that's any endorsement. So, we're back. Dara, I have some good news. What? We are back on the flying pussy. Hooray! We have boarded. We have, We are on board that flying pussy. But Just don't get off too bad- soon. <laughs> and don't stay on too long. So, of course, we are following uh, Lad Russo, who's with Lua Klein. Uh, Lad Russo is a, is a stable fellow, I would say. Not, I would not say that at all. He's an interesting guy. He reminds me, I, he reminds me of a guy named, he reminds me of like a guy who like put clown makeup on and was mm-hmm. like terrorizing Gotham City. He, and he was normal. Yes. Everyone was like, wow, that sure is a guy. That we can look up to? Definitely. Well, some people did, that, right? Some people did. Maybe that wasn't a good thing. So, Lad Russo, uh, he's he's pretty excited. He's very excitable. He has, he's very, 
he's very giddy about the whole prospect of all the things that are about to go down on this train. And he says, uh, he's, he's very often, he really likes killing people. Yeah. Of course, that's the name of the last, the next episode, but he talks about in this episode too, uh, where he really wants to kill everyone. He wants to kill everyone who wants to live. So he, he enjoys kind of killing people who don't want to die, which is very sadistic. <laughs> and he also, what, can, um, so, so can, this lady friend that he's with, he wants, he also wants to kill his lady friend, but not until he kills everyone else. But, and she's there is, consensually, right? I think. I think so. So that means I, that, I think she wants to be there. But I think that means that she wants to die, which why mm-hmm. would, so then why would he want to kill her? I, I don't know. Cause she's hot. But why would you want to kill them? I don't really know. Are we gonna s- fuck her first? I I with this guy, I have no idea. I kind of feel like he doesn't get off on fucking. Let's gonna let's be honest here. I think he gets off on murdering. Exactly. Heyo. But Lad is a little sad because he kind of drew the short stick there, so he doesn't get to go do the job that uh, this other guy named Vicky gets to do. So he's a little dr- over dramatic about it. Wait, why doesn't he get to do the job? He. They, they drew straws for it. Why couldn't he just say he's going to do the job if he's the leader? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Maybe because he's a good boss? Just because he, he likes to kill people doesn't mean he can't be a good employer. Also, we should probably stop. There's like 12 things going on at once. There are, there are multiple things going on at once. There's like at least three different groups that, are, that have plans on this train tonight. Right. And... That doesn't even include all, like, the casual folks that are on there that we are following around. And Isaac and Mira, who, let's be honest, don't have a plan. <laughs> so so while Lad doesn't get to, to necessarily start the action, uh, Lewis suggests that he can go see what's going on. And he, like, is like, oh, that's a great idea. Uh, he's, so he, he's like, he's like a puppy with a bloodlust. That's his personality. Isn't there dogs with a bloodlust? Yeah. Like a Dalmatian. Like a Dalmatian. He, they're not that's good. it. You got it. They're not Lad good Russo pets. is a Dalmatian. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure people with Dalmatians would probably be upset about no, that, but, but a, I have not really met a nice Dalmatian. I've heard that's like not a thing. So technically, Corella was right. <laughs> Cruella. <laughs> Welcome to Woody Close Productions. We're laying out the hot takes tonight with Cruella had a point. <laughs> she did. Because she did. Please don't murder despite dogs. What the, despite what her movie is, she's wrong. She doesn't have a good. Point. Glad we could lay that out there. Uh, just get so, just get fake dog stuff. Yes. Um. Sure. Fake. Just fake faux faux fur faux fur faux fur. Bacchano. Bacchano. Glad uh, he wants to go see what's going on, so he excitedly leaves. And in so we see a scene that we saw, I think, either in the last episode, or the last two episodes, where he bumps into a jacuzzi, jacuzzi splot, right. who we all know and love. Who keeps uh, his name? Who who has a fabulous name, and we will not change no. his name because you cannot top a name like Jacuzzi Splot. Uh, so of course Jacuzzi is running off because he's terrified of the rail tracer, and he's going to go warn the. Con- I'm going to go warn the young conductor, uh, and he runs off. But it looks like Lad recognizes him because uh, I think we find out that Jacuzzi has a bounty on his head. I think we don't, he has a bounty. We don't really hear more. Yeah, we don't really hear more about that, that until the next episode. Uh, but he does say that this night is going to get a little more interesting. Because of murder? 
because of, well, it's going to get interesting because one, murder, and two, there's a guy on the train who uh, has a bounty on his head. And so why, you you know, why just murder? We can also murder and then get money. Welcome to Witty Clothes, where you can't get away from murder. We can You cannot escape the murder. Actually, but we can escape this scene because we're about to jump into another one. So right. that was my transition, my segue. Uh, so Okay. I mean, you froze on me, yeah. but we'll be, but it's fine. Oh, no. I, I segued into the next scene. We are going back. It says, the wiki says this is an unspecified time, but based on what they're talking about, it's very clearly 1930. Okay. So we're, we're going to go back to 1930. We were just, of course, at 1931 on the flying pussyfoot, but unfortunately, we must dismount the flying pussy because if you stay on too long, bad things can happen. So we are following- Just make following... sure you clean up. Yes. That's- <laughs> make sure you pee afterwards that's so that's what i meant <laughs> thank you anyway uh so we we're following the the titular characters of this episode who are brandy and pecho uh depending interesting because the the wiki also uses the names of the books and so it's kind of interesting when we're talking about american american names in Japanese media, sometimes names get switched around mm-hmm. because they spell out things kind of phonetically, so we don't actually know. So multiple names can kind of sound the same or be spelled the same in Japanese. Mm-hmm. So I think in the books, it's Petso with P-E-Z-Z-O, mm-hmm. but in the in the actual dub, it's Pecho, P-E-C-H-O. Dara, are you okay? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Can I help you? <laughs> can I save you? Do you need water? Need a drink. Well, I was trying to do a bit, but then you got concerned about me. I did get concerned. Because I love you. Right. But also, I was trying to do a bit of, like, I got <laughs> trying to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. It was, like, it reminded me. It was very interesting information. It was, it was like, when we were doing the Death Note stuff, and uh, you and Adriana were just, like, going off about anime stuff, and I just was, like, I don't know what's happening, guys. <laughs> I just watched well, the I- movie, okay? I like Willem Dafoe in the movie. I just like to watch things. I understand. I understand. But this is this is important. This is this is also. Background. If I'm gonna be honest, because I've said I like kind of forgot some stuff and I skipped through the episodes. Don't remember these characters at all. Oh they, no, they they're the two guys where they're just like chilling out, and the one lights his hand on fire oh, as like a party trick. Those idiots. That, those I, idiots. I forgot. Okay, no, I remember watching that bit, but I forgot their names. Yeah. Yep. So those are Randy and Petro. So, uh, yes. So the one guy says, like, hey, I got a cool party trick. Lights his glove on fire. And it's like, ooh, fire hand. And the other guy's like, cool, I want to do that. But, of course, is not wearing the correct gloves, which is a problem because he lights his whole gosh darn hand on fire and uh, almost sets his hand on fire. But thankfully, of course, he's able to take the glove off. And then the building lets it fall. Let's it fall into a thing of oil, which then catches a building on fire. So it's kind of this is such a, a good example in this show of how like one minor thing here causes a whole ripple effect and drastically affects the plot of other things so everything in the show is so fun like connected in such a funny way because of course these guys are talking they like mention Fira as a character but we don't know who these guys are I don't think we ever see him again but this event where we kind of hear about one character affects the lives of like some of these other characters drastically and I kind of love it like how a rat saved Ant-Man in Endgame yeah, exactly. Like kind of like those. Like how the rat things. technically saved the universe. Go, go, rat! Probably should have done it like maybe like three years earlier. That it's it's fine. You know what? They have to work on their own time. I guess they they don't get paid enough for this. 
so yes, a building accidentally catches on fire because two guys were a bunch of idiots. Or just really one guy was a bunch of idiots. Well, um, I think they're both idiots. So this is in the reaction. I think we got a little twist turn around here. And that's my fault because uh, old, all old men look the same to me. So we see <laughs> a gentleman. That's, that's ageism. Uh, that is ageism. And I hope no one from my work hears that. So that was a joke you, for all intents and purposes. You youngin. Uh, but anyway, so we are in like this underground kind of laboratory and we see this old man. His name is Barnes. He looks like one of the guys we see in the opening sequence, but he's not that guy. He's just some dude. His name is uh, Barnes. And I guess he gets off on smashing rodents with hammers. Right. Uh, speaking of rats, this one gets smashed with a hammer. Right. I mean, but yeah, I mean, don't do that. Don't do that. But the good news is this one's okay. Right. Because as soon as he smashes them, the rodent regenerates and he's okay. Right. I, and it, yeah. I had a question about the regeneration thing. Cause as we, I think we established, I don't know if we established it in the re-record in this, but they don't read when people, the immortal people, they, mm-hmm. the way they regenerate, it's not like Deadpool rules where like you just like regrow the thing. It's like, right. I guess get zoomed back to you. So thinking about mm-hmm. this th- throughout the day today, specifically, like mm-hmm. what if it's like, but like, so like, let's say like with a, uh, when a uh, Fiero got like his fingers got chopped off mm-hmm. and then he like, and they fell to the ground, like they're going to get dirt in there. And then you're just going to zoom back up. You get an infection. And then that, I, I, I assume that based on immortality rules here that you can't just like get an infection because they do they do call and i think it's either this was in the next episode they call like the immortality elixir the grand panacea so the cure of all ills is what oh uh, so it's not so. even so like it wasn't so you can't even die of like a sickness yeah i correct. i was wondering if it's just kind of like you can't die a horrible horrible violent death Right, no, it's just it's it, it's called the grand panacea um, in certain some of the contexts, but yeah, the idea is that it's it's a cure all, you know, no disease, no harm can come of you. What if you, you want to die? Well, that's very interesting, and maybe we'll find that out at some point. Who wants to live forever? <laughs> that's a good question. Somebody should write a song about that. They did. <gasps> it's in Highlander. Wow. Don't tell me that movie has immortals in it, too. No, it's just got Highlanders. <laughs> All right. Fabulous. Bacchano. Bacchano. This, this fellow named Barnes says the formula is complete. And he talks about, he's talking oh, wait. out to his master Quates. Wait. Yeah. We called yeah. it a secret formula. Oh, yeah. The secret formula. Secret formula for, so, yes, for the Crowdy Patties. He, he did complete the secret formula uh-huh. uh, because we all know, of course, that the Krabby Patty secret formula will make you immortal, which is why SpongeBob has been on the air for 25 years. <laughs> it should probably get off the air, not gonna. It's too bad. They already took the secret formula. So, Except no, Squidward did. Never mind. So, this, this, so this guy, Barnes, he's having a good day, right? He, like, he just figured something out. He's having a great time. Huzzah! Except he's not. Because remember, a building just caught on fire, and then it rains down upon him, and his whole lab catches on fire. Yay! And he didn't grab the secret formula. He he. So he had like a whole crate of them, but it's it was too much for him to carry out. So he was only able to take two bottles of whatever the secret formula Can is. Can he not reproduce it? And then run out of there. I I don't really know. I kind of know, but like also you could have you could have grabbed your notes and yeah. then remake the fit remake the formula. Yeah. Did nobody think? 
I, I don't really know what this guy was doing. I know, like, what I know, like, panic with like fire and stuff, especially because I've been replaying a Sims 4 and a lot of fires have been happening. But I know people panic, so like, panic at the disco, mm. yeah, good um, job, thanks, <laughs> thanks. So, this this fella, uh, he's he, he, a great day just went to a bad day for him, but he did, but thanks, good. Didn't think. I'm I'm kind of mad now. Why didn't you think you? I just didn't think. Why didn't you? So we go back to think. What's this? 1931. Now I think this is 1931. Sure. So we are back hanging out with Eve uh, Genoward. Crap. Genovia. 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 She's the princess of Genovia, of course. So should we call her Mia and not Eve? Although I can stick with Eve. We can stick with Eve. So she's with her. She's hanging out with her servants, I guess, because she's rich and can do that. So, and they are going to the Daily Days because, of course, they, uh, one of her servants, Samantha, uh, has a friend who is an editor and information broker. So they are going to go learn, try to learn where Dallas is. But as they're going in, we see the the guys from the earlier sequence coming out. Mm -hmm. So uh, they weren't so lucky, but maybe they'll be lucky. Maybe they know. Maybe. And then... Back in 1930, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Uh, we see Firo. Yep. And he, Miza. And Miza. Miza. We kept his name because we could say it funny. Because if we do say Miza funny, we're like, he's, he's a Miza. He's a Miza. Miza. I, they are going, oh, I like I like this word, haberdashery. What a great word. Is that a word? So they're going to a haberdashery. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where you get hats. Yeah, where you get hats. From so a hatter? Out, yes. From a mad hatter. Actually, this hatter just seems... You know, you used to make tight. hats with mercury. That's where the name mad hatter comes from. Yeah. Don't... Why did... I didn't oh. know that. Oh. Sorry. I was I was too enthusiastic about knowing a fun fact. So was I. Yay. <laughs> I was going to tell you the fun fact, and then you ruined the fun fact. Because I was going to say that's how they came up with mad as a hatter. Now it's now it's a now it's a not fun fact. Now no one's having fun. Tragedy. <laughs> so at the haberdashery, I it looks so Fiero 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 is I he's pre- I think he's preparing for a thing because he's going to become he's going to become one of the youngest capos in the Marcello family. So it's a mozzarella a great time. So in the mozzarella family. Oh my goodness! I keep getting these names wrong. I, that, I am so sorry. <laughs> so he's going to become the youngest, uh, one of the youngest capos in the Martello family. So he's he has a um. Is that what there's is- like a ceremony involved, and he is. It's like a whole thing that he's he's not quite there yet, but he's almost there. So he's getting a fancy hat, and this guy Miza seems to be kind of cheering him on. Is that what it's called when you become a member of a gang of a, a mob family? I thought a capo was a was a boss. What does Capo mean? Uh, Capo is the head of a crime syndicate. Right. So I'm not sure if he's the head, but it says a Capo. So he's like, he's basically... Wait, like, he's becoming the head of a family? Yeah. Oh. So, well, I mean, like, the crime families, I think you don't always have to be blood relative. No, I know, but I ones. thought there was... I thought he was just being initiated as, like, as like the being part of the family, but I forget the name of those people in the Italian mob. Guys, anybody watch enough mob movies to tell me what the answer is? You mean like a Don? No, that's the head. Yeah, Don is head. Capo is like I think like you're just like a high member. I think that's the kind of the implication here. I gotta watch The Godfather. I know it's been a, it's been a while. Or Goodfellas. Actually, I actually haven't seen Goodfellas except for 
I watched a little bit of it, but I realized I came in probably like 20 minutes in and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to, I think I need to like have like start to finish mm-hmm. all three hours of it. Thanks, Scorsese. Thanks, Scorsese. So anyway, we see Firo, he gets his nice green fedora hat. It's, it looks fabulous. And they leave the store and as they're leaving, they bump in to uh, Isaac and Miria, Hooray! who we love dearly. And it doesn't seem like they know each other at all, even though, you know, in the future they know each other. But at this point in time, they don't so know So in like two years, they're going to know each other? Yeah. In, in one year, they're going to know each other. Wait, when does the, the pussyfoot thing happen? 1931. I thought it was 32. What happens no. in 32? Uh, 32. Some things have been happening in 32, but we haven't really seen much of what's happening in 32. Oh, okay. So I thought the flank. Yeah. I thought the pussy crashing was like the last thing that happened in this show, or like what? That's 1931. Okay. So wait, didn't the, and also the, didn't the thing with Isaac Amira happen in episode four or that episode? Uh, it's both. It's I think it's both. It's a little bit both. What am I thinking of? No, you're you're you're. you're <laughs> wait, we'll get there. It's okay. Just you gotta. I feel like I'm thinking of just this. Bear with I me. thought I thought I was thinking of this bit because I really like this bit, but I don't. I think that bit is next episode because we just see like we just see the clip in this. We just see the part where they they pass each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So because we're still following because this is still from the perspective of Fiero and Miza, and as they're going, they see this milk. This milk. <laughs> Do you want some smilk? <laughs> no. I hate this. I hate I hate you. Um, I don't. I love you dearly. Uh, anyway, so we see there's smoke coming from the building. Uh, Fear wants to go check it out because he's a he's a rubbernecker. He just wants it to. He's a good. You know, he's he's a good gangster. He's a main character. He's a good. He's a good gangster. He's a main he's, character. He's, he's main characterish. So. Uh, there he bumps into a lady by the name of Ennis, who we've seen before. We know that they know each other in the future, but we don't really know what the relationship is now. They're probably a couple so in the of, future. They, they, it, this does feel very meat cute. It feels very meat cute, and since Fiero was main character ish, yeah, he's got to get a lady, right? Because that's yeah. how that, and this, that's this how that could works. be that lady, right? Uh, I mean, Ennis seems very nice. She's very snappily he, dressed. He is a mobster. Mm-hmm. He might have murdered. And if you're getting to that point, like in the top tier, you have to murder people. I think. Maybe there may he may he. That I mean, that is a strong possibility. But in this meet cute, they're bumping into each other. She loses a cufflink, and then he tries to run after her and find her. So it's like back Cinderella. On, it is like Cinderella. That maybe it will magically fit and then live happily ever after. And, but and regardless of whatever other nonsense is going down, so back in 1931, we are back on the flying pussyfoot, and Jacuzzi is of course running, and this is kind of a replay of a scene in episode two where he bumps into his crew as he's trying to go find the young conductor. So we see Nice comes in, uh, and she she's gonna go kind of go after Jacuzzi along with Donnie, and she tells Nick, the other guy, to take care of the dining car. But Nick, he's a, he's a simple man, doesn't quite know what she means by that, because there's a couple possibilities. It can mean just, like, go in, make sure everything's good, like, don't worry. Or it can mean, hey, 
we're, we're going to go start doing some stuff. Uh, keep everyone real quiet. So, of course, which is what he hears. And uh, so he's going to go probably start some trouble. Right. This, this nice fella. I love Jacuzzi's gang because they all seem like they're just a bunch of they're funny uh, bootleggers. But it, they kind of seem like they maybe know what they're doing. Wait, did, no, they don't. Sometimes. I thought they knew about the bomb. They do know about the bomb. Yeah. But did they bring on the bomb? They didn't bring on the bomb. So how do they? they the bomb. Okay, so one, how do they know about the bomb? Two, why would you go on a train when you know there's a bomb on it? Uh, I I think Jacuzzi was asking the same question, but it, well, well, no, wait, the bomb's not activated, right? Or is it activated? Bomb's not activated. No, not that we know. Even of. but even if a bomb is not activated, if I know there's a bomb on a train, I'm not going on the train. Well, I think they know that there was like precious cargo, and of course, as a couple of, you know. Crime yeah, but you have a ticket for a train, and you find out somebody's transforming a bomb on that train. Even if it's deactivated, you're, you would have switched your ticket. But, but Dara, this is our one chance to ride the world-famous flying pussy butt. I'll get over it. There's plenty maybe of other pussy. There's plenty of other pussy out there. So listen, Dara. Some of us have trouble getting getting pussy foot. Okay, some of us. Some of us have trouble doing that. Right. But anyway, it's very funny. So, of course, as uh, Nick is having this, uh, he's he's talking this out to himself. We see one of Vlad's gang, like, walk past. Of course, we know because he's probably going to start something, too. And then uh, we also know that the the black-suited folks, they're called the Lemours, uh, who have some weird thing going on. I don't know. They, like, worship this guy. We don't really know what that deal is they about. Wanna, but they're about to make They want to well. be immortal? It sounds like they want to be immortal as well. Everyone's like, everyone's pretty into that immortal game here in, in this show. Which is actually kind of interesting because normally like when you see stuff with immortals, they don't want to be immortal. Mm. It's like a, it's like kind of a thing of like, uh, I live so long. I'm so tired. Yeah, it is an interesting take on that. But a lot of people, a lot of people in the show seem like they want to be immortal. And it seems like the immortals that we do know of don't seem like too inconvenienced by it quite yet. Well, I guess like if you're ever. if your friends are immortal too, like that is fun. Right. I know you can just like party, party all day. Wait, what age day, would you want to be immortal eternity. at? Oh God, I don't know. Whatever age I'm sexiest at. Well, isn't that like a? Isn't that like mentally? Do you feel sexy? Well, that's a great question. Like, because like if you physically look sexy, but like mentally you're a. Uh, a, a, a ball of anxiety and depression. That's not a good thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, working. How about it. like thirty three? That feels that's like a solid. That's solid. That's solid. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. All right, Bacano. Bacano. So we're gonna go back somewhere else. We're gonna go back to uh, Eve Genovia and her her Genovians, and of course she's still looking for her brother Dallas. Do they have pairs uh, with at them? The Daily Days. They. I... <laughs> <laughs> They should. So we see this fellow by the name of Eileen Duga walk in. Uh, he's one of, he's Samantha's friend who, uh, one of the information brokers at the Daily Days. Eve kind of asks about him and Eileen uh, doesn't really hold back and let him know that uh, Dallas is a dick and he has a uh, reputation as a scumbag delinquent who bullies the weak and sucks up to the rich. Uh, of course, Eve says that, you know, she was never like that to him. He's always a nice guy. Right, which so. kind of just makes me think that, like, he's an anti-hero. I don't know. I, I, he seems more anti than hero in all of the things that we see of him. I guess I have a feeling, like, if he's nice, to, like, it seems like he's nice to his sister. Like, his sister loves him enough to mm-hmm. 
and that, look for him I, for a long time. And I forget if anything like comes up or like that's like he she shouldn't be like that. And it's probably like maybe like been a gaslit most of her life. I don't. I mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting the feeling now. So, but I kind of wonder if it's a thing of like if his. Sis- it just seems like she's very sheltered. And she's like she's so sheltered that she doesn't understand the reality of the situation. Well, I guess I kind of wonder like if her if like let's say like her sister his his sister like needed something for like a friend, like mm-hmm. what do you if. Did, does he care enough about her to say yes and, like, actually go along and be nice to somebody about it? Right. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Yeah, it is a good question because we haven't really seen anything of him that was just that he's ever nice at all. But, I mean, that could very well not be the case, too. Also, like, would it be nice so. to the guy who wants to marry, like, marry, like, Eve Genovia? Oh, yeah. Or does he even care at all? What we if she finds her Chris Pine? What if she finds her Chris Pine? I hope she does. I hope she does. Every lady deserves a Chris Pine. That's fair. Even in what even in Wonder Woman 1984. Ah, yikes! Yikes! That was a movie. Huh. Uh, we need to keep going. So, we got we got to keep going. We got to keep rolling here. So they they do try to look up what information they have on Dallas, and it turns out they don't have any. They they don't know where Dallas is. Nobody seems to know where Dallas Genoa is. Um, I I know what happened. Wait, did course, he? What if I've he like realized the air of his ways and decided to just like? Because I'm wondering if like Dallas is an immortal. What if he just like ran away and it's like I see the air of my ways and I became a good guy. Now he's like married with like a wife and a kid on the way. Oh, that would be that would be lovely. That's not what happened. I'm not I'm not sure if that's quite the case, but that uh, would be fabulous. What if that happens and he's gonna go back in for one more go? One one more job. <laughs> I so but speaking of Dallas, we're actually gonna go back and see him once again in nineteen thirty as we follow Fira. This time I, jumping down. Yes, where Fira's trying to go look for Ennis to to finish that meet cute and he sees that uh the gentleman with the secret formula, Barnes, is being assaulted by Dallas and crew because they like to beat up old men. Because why not? They like to beat up anybody, it sounds like. Um, but especially old men. It's so, easy. Uh, but yeah, Firo goes into main character mode again and just beats the crap out of everyone uh, in a way that is heroic and we respect him for it. So he tries to, he saves Barnes, uh, but Barnes seems like he has other things in mind. Of course, you know, he's got that secret formula. He's got to go do whatever the heck he needs to do with right. that. And he's kind of a jerk to Fira, but Fira just kind of goes on his way. He does ask if he's seen a woman wearing a suit. He says no. And he tells that guy, he's like, hey, you should probably go before these, you know, jerkwads, uh, you know, do whatever. Um, but when... Uh, before anything can happen, Firo leaves, and Dallas and Co. Uh, come back, and they beat up the the old man. They they beat they sure beat again, him up. again, yeah. Oh oh, after Firo left. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they beat him again. Do they want? The, they don't. No, they don't know what the secret formula is. They don't know what it is. They think it's booze. Wasn't it like in a tiny? It. It's a no. It's, it was in like a, a beer can, uh, beer bottle. Okay. So it did look like booze. I was gonna say and of like course, guys. in nineteen in nineteen thirty, we're still in prohibition time. So when did that? They when were, did that go away? Nineteen thirty-three. Uh, and that's when the economy went up. Sure. Because interesting. I mean, the economy really went up when we went to war. So. <laughs> What that, else is gonna get the economy up? Alcohol and uh, al- I was gonna say alcohol and booze. Alcohol and war. Booze, booze and war. Welcome, welcome to America. 
So that is burgers uh, and sex. Welcome to the United States. Okay, so we, we we're finishing up back on the flying pussyfoot with the Lemures. Uh, not just the Lemures, but everybody. Things are there. Are things are about to go down. Like twelve things. Like twelve different things at once. Uh, so it, and it's all going to go down in the dining car because all at the same time we have the Lemures come in, uh, and then. A guy named Vicky from Lad's gang comes in. And then we have Nick from Jacuzzi's gang comes in. And they all yell out um, different commands. Right. For example, the mirrors say, get down on the floor. Vicky says, put your hands in the air. And then Nick, uh, who has a knife, not a gun. One guy has a machine gun and another guy has two handguns. The last guy has a knife. Right. And he says, uh, everyone freeze. Right. And to which the passengers are very confused and they say, well, what are we supposed to do? And I don't think we give Isaac and Mary enough credit here because they managed to do all three and I'm proud of them. Well, it's not actually that hard. Just like get on the ground, hands up, don't move. That's it. They did it. Also, like Knife Guy should probably just like go away. He does. Oh, he does. Yes. He, he realizes the error of his ways and he, he just like, kind of. Bye. He just they just They just let him go. Because like. To be, because like, don't bring a knife to a gunfight unless you're like really, really good with a knife and can like throw the knife while the gun mm-hmm. gets pointed off and then defl- and then go like spring, like Bing. like that movie Wanted. Yeah, something like that. Uh huh. That was a thing. Uh huh. Things are going down with flying pussyfoot. Interesting enough, if we go back to the old man in the street who got beaten the the crap beaten out of him. Uh, his body regenerates. Right. So what's up with that? I mean, I know what's up with that. He drank the secret formula, or it was already he drank the secret formula, or he was already an immortal. Uh, yeah, I know that. Two. I know that that ha- is a thing now. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's a thing, but I know it's a thing. There's some something. How does like Isaac that. become an immortal later? I think that was a thing in episode one. Mm-hmm. Do I? I don't know what's going on in this show. I'm still confused. Right. And, like, uh, I think the problem is, like, it's kind of a confused, so, like, I'm, I'm not really appreciating. Because, uh, okay. like, with Gravity yeah. Falls, I was confused, but I was enjoying myself a lot. This is a this is a very intense level of confusion. Right. This is, like, I'm really confused, and, like, sometimes I'm enjoying myself, and sometimes I'm, like, really not. So, like, I'm not really, like, still, like, by the end, I have no idea how I'm going to feel. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, and then the very last thing um, is that on the flying pussyfoot, Jacuzzi finally gets to where the conductors are. But it turns out he sees the the corpses of the conductors. Because if you remember the last time that we saw the conductors. The, the middle-aged the, man shot the middle-aged young one. middle-aged one uh, definitely pulled a gun on the younger one. Uh, and somehow I don't know how the other one is now a corpse as well. The train but goes. But obviously, surely it is the work of the rail tracer. That's what he was. I just remembered. I just said train goes. The rail tracer. I mean, train goes, same thing. And that is where we end that episode. Uh, Dara, what are you We talked about that for like an hour. I know. How do, It's only a half hour episode. How do we talk about that for that long? I get very detailed. Because I don't episodes. know what's going on. So I need to just like bring in random stuff. Yeah. I don't know. But like I said, like, like right now, like I'm still very confused, but it's not like a fun confusion of like, can we just get, I think I'm like, kind of like, can we get to the point already? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Cause like, I think like with Gravity Falls, like that took a while, but I think to like get to like points and stuff where I was like, okay, but I think like I enjoyed a lot of the characters enough 
Yeah. It might have because there, was only, there weren't that many characters, and also, like, there was fun, there was a lot of fun stuff going on, and, like, here's is kind of like, I kind of just want to get to the point. Like, why do these yeah. immortals exist? Yeah. I don't know. It does take us some time. And the more I there. think about it, the more feeling I get over it. Bad feelings? A little bit. Bad it's kind of like anger. I'm like, can we just get to it? Get to the point? I mean, think about it. The show is like a train ride. Because sometimes you just have to... You, it's not about the... It's about the journey. Not the destiny. Right, but I can still listen to music and podcasts. Like ours. When I'm on a train. Nice. Nice. Good way to work that in there. It's still one more episode to talk about. We still got one more episode to talk about. I know. I'm trying to think of do, if I had any thoughts on this episode. Not really. I think uh, I think I like the last episode more because we get to see more characters that I like. It's, we had more focus on characters that I like yeah. last time. This one has a lot of focus on Dallas, who I don't care about because he's kind of a douche. Also, I don't care about Dallas or Lad, to be honest. Like, he's a... Lad? Lad, Lad is kind of, Lad's fun. Um, I'm not. I don't really. I don't really like him, but but, but he's kind of fun. <laughs> I like other I characters get, um, better. I think I realized. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's like with some like villain people stuff. Like, I think of like kind of grown. Like, I kind of more. I like. I kind of just want to see Isaac and Mira more, and like mm-hmm. Fierro and Christian Bale and Miza. Yeah. And Ennis. Like, that kind of stuff seems more interesting to me than the, like, the immortal stuff is more interesting to me than Lad. And I'm still upset yeah. because that I don't exactly understand the immortal stuff yet. So, yes. I think, I, we, we will get to it. I do promise you that we will get to it. We don't quite see it now because, Dara, I have some bad news. Um, it's time for us to, to, to end talking about this episode and then go to the next episode, which is called uh, Lad Russo Enjoys Talking a Lot and Slaughtering a Lot. And that he sure does. But we have to talk about it, but we're going to take a break real quick, uh, so stay tuned. So, all right, are you ready to talk about the next episode? No. Are you ready to talk about the next episode? You can just start going. Are you ready? Because we are back. Yeah. And we are going to talk about the Bacchino. Bacchino. Episode four. Uh, Lad Russo enjoys talking a lot and slaughtering a lot. Right. So, Darren, you expressed to me last episode that you weren't a huge fan of Lad Russo. No. Nah. Um, has anything changed in the three minutes and 20 seconds that you last said that I comment? Mean, I like... I don't, like, I don't, I think I remember, because I, I remember, like, we watched the bit where he was, like, punching, and there was, like, blood everywhere. Yeah. So, like, villains are fun, but I think, like, I'm kind of over, I, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. I guess, like, again, like, I think it's just, like, I'm more, I'm more curious about the immortal stuff than I am with, like, the everything. This dude who kills people. The, yeah, I'm like, he kills people, it's, who cares, it's fine, and he's, like, he doesn't seem like much of a character. Mm-hmm. He just seems like a dude who likes to kill. That's it. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. it's one page, like half half a page, half pa- yeah. Like back yeah yeah like back in the in like elementary school days, you have like half a page. That's not double. Maybe not. Maybe double. Maybe not double spaced. Mm-hmm. And then you you can't. But they're like really they're really pushing it. You don't yeah. you don't have to flip it over to re- to write more. Right. 
Yeah. So that's a fair point. So we're just going to jump into it. We're going to talk about this episode that does kind of center on Ladrus and where the hell is going on with him. Do we even know? We're not quite sure. The guy has issues. So we open up in on the flying pussyfoot where uh, everything happens. Things things are going down. They have things have officially started going down. There's a lot of gunfire going on because uh, spoiler, a lot of different things are happening at once. So, but Lad is pretty excited about that. He likes, you know, he likes gunfire and he likes people dying. So he he enjoys death. It's he's he's really into that. Killing is kind of his thing, and that's of course where we get the the title drop of which you know he enjoys killing and slaughtering a lot. So we then before we get to the events of the Flying Pussyfoot, we're gonna jump back just ten hours. So we're not going back to another year. We're not going back to another day. Just just a few hours prior in Chicago. Uh, we have the Russo family. So we see uh, Don Placido Russo of the Russo family. Uh, do we have a name for the Russo family? I don't think so. They're not. They're not one of like the the New York. Game, I think so. we just said Russo because like Russo. You can't really. That's it's not a fun name to play around with. Mm-hmm. The Russo family was just recently robbed by reporter. Reports say that it was a pair of robbers disguised as baseball players, Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb, which surely didn't happen. That's a fake. And the information they have is clearly false because that would never happen. Who would ever do such a thing? Robbers? A mystery. Robbers. Surely adept, adept robbers that are very good at what they do. and very They smart. are good at what they do. They are incredibly good at what they're they do. They're not good at anything else, but they're good at what they do. No, no, they are very good but at robbing. But why do they go search for the gold? I don't know. Because yeah. they're really they're good at robbing. They're they're very good. I mean, it is very dangerous, uh, but they so they're gold very mining. Talented. Yes, yes. So there's a couple things that are going wrong with the Russo family. They were one just robbed by a couple of baseball players, and another thing is uh, one of their uh, capos was recently uh, killed, and is uh, they found the remains, and it's all pretty gruesome, and supposedly the person who did this. Was none other than a guy by the name of Jacuzzi Splot. Mazel. Good for him. Uh, so so great. We we love that. Wait, for did you. he murder the guy? Jacuzzi doesn't. See, he he seems too much of a. That that that's the question. Like uh, that's that's what they say he did. It's bad. I uh, had a word in my head, but I don't want to say that. I don't want to use that word, but I can't think of another word. Well, in the show, they call him. He's they say he's puny. No, that wasn't one. He's a puny guy. Uh, I know that wasn't the word you're thinking of. Um, but he's a, he's, he seems like, he seems like a gentle fellow. I mean, we know he's a bootlegger, but he doesn't seem like he's capable of murdering. Right. But maybe he is. He got scared of a fake ghost or a real ghost. He did get scared of a fake, maybe real ghost. So that's, that's that. Uh, they do say that Jacuzzi's crew is uh, pretty tough and shouldn't be underestimated. Um, I mean, I believe that, but I don't believe, how does Jacuzzi the leader of this gang? Not quite sure maybe maybe we'll get more on jacuzzi at some point uh how many characters uh, are there in this show a lot a lot a lot and like none of them feel like side characters it feels like they're all they're all major characters oh yeah they're i mean if they're in the the opening sequence they're major i need a nap yeah uh yeah it's okay we're almost there okay good night oh oh good night sweet prince i'm a girl i identify as a woman So, Lad Russo, who is the nephew of a Placido. Placido? 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 Wait. Uh, Placido? Placebo? Placenta? Placebo. Placenta Ru- <laughs> No. 
No. We can go with placebo. Placebo. Lad, of course, is the nephew of placebo because that's naturally how it works. But placebo, basically, he knows that his nephew is a nut job. He knows that he's a wackadoodle. Uh, and he knows that the only thing he's good for is killing people because he's crazy. Right. Um, and, of course, Lad does demonstrate this by uh, talking about killing people and then demonstrating it by killing two of his men right in front of his uncle. So that's fun. That's a very stable thing to do. But Lad has a plan. He wants to get the family some money. So his idea is to board the a special train called the Flying Pussyfoot, which is, of course, leaving from Chicago going to New York. And they're going to hold the train uh, hostage and demand from the railroad company or the railway authority or whatever uh, to get paid to release the passengers. And that's how they're going to make a bunch of money. Great. Uh, so Don Placebo isn't too thrilled about the idea. He doesn't really want them making that decisions. But it turns out that Lad actually has a following. He's got a he's got a whole crew of folks who, who kind of like his he's ideas. He's got a cult. He's got a cult. Basically. I don't know who else would join him unless he were feeling kind of culty. I mean, they all dress in white. So, you know, it's it's a thing. Which, like, is that a good thing if you're going to be killing people? You're going to get blood all over it? No, that's the thing. He says that at the end of the scene. That that's it. The blood looks better when you do it on white. Yeah, but then everybody's going to know you. But, like, do you want to get arrested for killing people? I think he just really likes killing people. But then if he goes to jail, like, well, like actually, you could still could kill people. Never mind. Keep going. Still could kill people. You can. These, th- this dude went Especially the right, in the 30s. Terrible. Let's be real. Let's be real here. Yes. So we also get introduced to his to Lua, who's referred to as his lover, girlfriend, and fiance, all at the same time. Um, so Which, it seems like she's she's into it. She seems kind of into him. That's fine. Really that's fine. I guess it's fine. She's into that, and like, okay, honey, like if that's what you're into, like, like role playing's fine. Just like he, you know, he wants to kill you, right? Just like so, we're on the same page. Maybe you know, she's a right? uh, what's the word? Sadomasochist. Yeah. Maybe that's what she Who's is. The masochist. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. We're, we're we're not here to kink shame, but just like I just want her to know what she's getting. Yeah, we only into. kink shame in Fifty Shades of Grey. Let's be real, mm-hmm. because that's just mm-hmm. a whole mess. <laughs> so, um. Lad kind of threatens his uncle, and he, he points a gun at him. He, he does pull the trigger, but the gun is a blank because, of course, he would never turn his back on the the uncle who raised him. Uh, Wait, wouldn't he? But he probably would. That's that's the joke, right. right? Is that he's he's kind of crazy. We don't actually know. Lad is an absolute loose cannon, uh, so we don't really know what the heck he would do or he wouldn't do because we really don't know. Because he he crosses the line a bunch of times, so we really don't know what uh, he would do. But he goes off with his friends and his pals to do this thing where they're going to hold the train hostage. And then what? So back in... And then what? So we're going to go back. We're going to jump back on the Flying Pussyfoot where things are happening. So 10 hours car. later. So 10 hours later, uh, things are going down and shots are being fired. Right. Quite literally. Right. Uh, so the guy from Lad's gang uh, gets shot and he gets killed. Uh, but she seems, you know, fine, fine about that. And so Lad finally shows up to the dining car, and he doesn't have any weapons on him, but he just he just kind of goes ham, and uh, he he manages to he I think he kills the one guy, or he injures the one guy at least, um, and the other guy he one guy runs away, 
And then he just ends up beating the shit out of one of the Lemures. I think um, that happened in a James Bond novel. Did it? Yeah, I think they made it cooler in the movie where he just shot the guy, but I think in the book he just, James Bond just pummeled him to death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he does, yeah. How? Because it's really hard to punch somebody in the face and then have a witty James Bond remark. Mm. Does James Bond still make witty remarks in the movies? I. I could not. I've seen one James, James Bond. I've film. seen one James Bond movie my entire life. Never, never into those. I like Sky. I, never the one I thing. watched was Skyfall, and I actually really liked it. But I haven't mm-hmm. watched another one. Mm-hmm. Bacchino? Bacchino. Um, So the one of the Lemurs is is he kind of starts talking about his like whatever the Master Huey thing. We don't really know what that thing is, and uh, uh, Lad isn't kind of hates these kind of guys and like whatever they stand for so not i don't think that group specifically just you know he doesn't like the type so Can we get lad um, to try to kill an immortal because that'd be hilarious i mean he literally we in the first episode he literally shoots the head off the one so oh, but does he know that he's immortal though i don't i don't think i don't i actually don't know i mean i'd be more concerned about why he thought just shooting a child would be okay if he didn't know it was he wasn't immortal, because like uh, what if he didn't and then he saw his head regenerate and then like he like because it'd be funny because he would try to keep killing him and then nothing would happen and he would just get really mad. Be terrible. Uh, let's let's be nice. Let's be nice to Chez, please. Um, is Chez the Dodger? Yes. Okay. Chez is Chez is Dodger. Okay. They <laughs> there's a <laughs> I thought this part was kind of funny where the. Two other white suits come into the car. They ask what happened, and then like Lad just kind of la- laughs. He was like, "Uh huh, uh huh," and he's like, he's like covered in blood. He's like, "Oh, it's fine," and you're like, "Oh, this man's absolutely insane." So they go over. Of course, in the dining car, they have the uh, wife of the senator, and his daughter is there, and I think uh, Ches is also there, and they say that they basically want to kill. Uh, they're going to take care of the black suits first and then come back and deal with the senator's family because of course if they're holding the, the train hostage they have you know a high pro- profile person on there so they're gonna want you know to use that also who's leverage. driving the train it's a really good question so I think, like, if, the, if the guy driving train doesn't really know what's going on and he just keeps going what if like they don't have time to get everybody killed before they stop at the stop well it's like i thought the didn't the uh it didn't in the last episode it look like the conductors were both dead. Right. So who's so who who is driving the train? How is it not? Cra- is it like an autopilot thing? Are we in like a I future nineteen thirties? I mean, I you know what? I don't really know. But, well, it's not really conductor. It'd be the engineer at that point, though. It's the engineer we're driving. So who's the engineer? Conductor. Also, I don't know. Who the but we know is. the train crashes. Yeah, the train has a an oopsie. An oopsie. So. An oopsie. Also, who dies on the train? Every, no, not everybody dies. Some people die. No, but not everybody. Clearly. Not everybody. Oh, no, not everybody. I think a mirror are fine. Uh, so, 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 I mean, some people, yeah, some people are just really lucky. Some pe- There's some some mortals and some people who are really lucky. Those are the ones who survive. That's what the old lady said in the second episode. So that's, she knows a little something, something there. What's happening? I don't know. Okay. Well, I know. You don't know. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? No, I don't know. Do you know? I have a, I have an inkling. Who's on first? 
<laughs> what's on second? I don't know what's on third. Right. My my page just jumped, so I'm totally biding time uh, as I do this. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so they have the so they talk. They tell the senator that they're going to take care of the black suits first, and Ches is there. Uh, and Chesla Mayer, of course, we know him as the artful Dodger. Dodger, our our young boy who had exploded in that first episode, says uh, we kind of hear his inner monologue at times. And this here, he says that he can use Lad. So I don't know what he's going to use him for to try and die. But he's an immortal, so that's not going to work. No, Unless is, is no. there a way to kill an immortal? Uh. There are certain rules about that in this show. Okay. Um, I won't tell you. That's fine. Find them. That's fine. They, I guess. I, would, I will say there there are rules, yeah. Okay. Um so in back in 1931, we're at the Daily Days. We see, you know, Eve's pretty dejected that nobody knows where her brother is. So they leave and then we see a conversation with the two gentlemen who work at the Daily Days, Aline and Nicholas, and they kind of go back and forth and saying that it kind of feels like they, they weren't being fully honest um, because by not saying that they didn't know anything because they, it seems like they know something, but they don't actually, they don't know the details. And Eileen kind of comes off um, as saying that there is, there is like some classified information that he knows that maybe some other people don't know, but it has, it's like super hush hush um, and that kind of thing. So they, they, they don't know, they really don't know much about Dallas, but there is some information that they're not telling, um, but it's super under wraps and not even everyone at the Daily Days seems to know, which is interesting. Uh, Nicholas suspects that Eileen's secret might have something to do with the people who don't die. So there's the possibility that Dallas is somehow wrapped up in the immortal thing. We don't know how, we don't know why. How do you think it wrapped I mean, up? Oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> Like I'm kind, I, I'm intrigued by the immortal thing, but I'm also like, can we get on with it? Can we just have a whole episode dedicated to what the fuck they are? Eventually, yes, we will. Like a whole episode, mostly. Yeah, I think so. Uh, about, I think it's been a long time since I've like twenty minutes seen. of an episode. A a decent amount of time will probably be dedicated to it. I was about to say because episode's twenty four minutes long, but let's be clear, like four minutes of that is the theme. Yeah, and then about minute thirty, excuse. But then the last minute thirty is whatever the song is at the end credits, which doesn't also make mm-hmm. sense and also confuses me. <laughs> uh, well, Derek, maybe you'll be more happy about this next part. May- will I? Because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back to nineteen thirty, and remember that last episode when we saw Fiora and Miza in the haberdashery. Oh, hooray! And that we saw we saw this very snooty couple who were dressed very nicely come in, and they were saying how rude they were for bumping into them. Oh, that was Isaac Amir. Hooray! And they are, they show, want to try on some hats. Let's have a show, like, like Immortals and then Isaac and Mira. <laughs> Isaac and Mira, have fun. That should be the whole show. Yeah. Yes, they go into the haberdashery and they are, want to purchase a bunch of hats, I'm assuming for different costumes uh, or different disguises well, they that they will use to probably them, rob technically, people. but then they fail at stealing them? Y- yes, they, they, they do act like they're about to steal things, um. But it turns out they just pay money for them. Right. And they even get change. They clearly, no, I was about to say, they clearly don't watch that scene for Breakfast at Tiffany's. But that movie didn't come out before the 30s. No, no. But but yes, they are very funny because 
sometimes it seems like they are very good at being thieves and sometimes it seems like they they are not very good at it at all i i think they're so, good when it comes to just like like here's here's the disguise grab the money go but anything any other steps included in that are questionable but as they are they leave the haberdashery and they're they're walking down we do get a, not a lot of backstory but we we do get to to know a little bit about them as far as isaac and miria uh have committed 87 robberies from san francisco to new jersey and over the past two years and they say that their last job is going to be carried out right here in new york and after they commit their next big crime they're going to move down to miami and, and live like king so that's kind of what they want to do they want to kind of retire you know, have a bunch of money and do a bunch of things. So they, they really enjoy that. So they're uh, the better Bonnie and Clyde. They're they're better Bonnie and Clyde. And they, yeah. By that I mean they're they, better at... They're very lovable. They're better at robbing than Bonnie and Clyde. Because if you look up good. history, guys, Bonnie and Clyde were not very good at robbing. They didn't, they didn't quite make it. No. They didn't make the cut. Or make it out alive. <laughs> no, but like in general, like even like the robbing stuff, they weren't very good. Yeah. They were just famous because it was like... Two robbers who were hot and fucking. <laughs> I mean, that does. I love does them, sell. but yeah. Um, so I also like the part where but, Isaac claims that he never once put Miri in danger, and Miri said, "Well, only eighty-seven times, but you know, it's less than a hundred, so it's fine." And also, they're—they are a couple. They're not a couple. They're fuck buddies. They. They have, they have, I guess, a relationship of sorts. I don't think it's ever clearly specified, um, but they're they're partners. I would say it's just weird because it doesn't even feel like an intense like friendship or anything. It just kind of. I, th- I would say that they're partners, and we don't know what level of partners, but I would say they have some form of partnership. Okay. Um, but of course, as they are very excitedly talking about all their future plans and everything, uh, they get hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, but they're fine. It's, they're fine. It's fine. It all, it all ends up fine. Uh, so it's, it's all good. Um, so back in 1931 or jumping forward to 1931, uh, we see a little bit more of the, the black suits, um, the Lemures, and I don't really care about them. They're talking about Master Huey. I'm kind of interested because again, it's kind of, it's like a cult that's like fun Mm -hmm. and not lad's cult, which is just murder. Again, like, like have, like, at least, like, a full, like, brochure of your cult. Yeah, like, what's the, what's the sales pitch? Come on. Right, like, I don't feel like murdering. Yeah. That's- but there is something interesting, uh, a couple notes they think about, um, because, you know, amongst talking about Master Huey and the other person they admire, there's also this woman in the black dress who we see a couple times. Her name is Shane. One of the guys does make a remark. She's kind of doing whatever she wants, and they're like, "Should we be worried about that?" Well, she's on- she will only live until tomorrow, and we don't really know what that means. She's but it seems like her hours are limited. She was the girl in the the, the dress that I want, right? Yeah. Okay. I like the, the black dress. I like those dresses. Yeah. Even if they are yeah. probably corseted, mm-hmm. I still like them. But she lived, and I think they all die. Yeah, they all die. We don't really see them, so ha! Jokes on them. But she does. Don't, that, that's yes. why you don't fuck with a woman. That's so true. That's so true. So uh, we're going to go back to 1930, back to um, the car that hit Isaac and Miria, which actually is being driven by Ennis. And they're friends later. <laughs> they're friends later, but not now because she just hit them with a car. Well, but it was, it was by accident. Yeah, but they don't know that it's Ennis. And, do they, and I don't think Ennis realizes that or didn't care enough to... 
Okay. They don't know each other at That's this point. That's fine. I, and so she is driving around a gentleman by the name of uh, Sillard Quates, mm-hmm. who makes a comment about he doesn't understand the youth of today. Uh, but Ennis points out that, you know, every and he doesn't trust people that are younger than him, but everyone is younger than him because... Yeah, that's it. Isn't he an immortal he, and... Yeah, he makes a comment old? about being... Being he makes coming up being um, around for like two hundred years, so like he's been. So he's like, so we're going with Highlander stuff. He's the Ramirez. Yes, something like that. So is he a Scotsman playing an Egyptian pretending to be a Spaniard? I don't think so. No, because that made sense. That that made complete sense. Uh, But now, not in this case, though. Right. In nineteen thirty-one. Lad's talking to the white suits and basically says that they are going to go kill the black suits because they get to kill, you know, they can kill, they're all going to get to kill a few different people. And that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, we're going to go back to 1930, um, where we see uh, Edison Sillard are going to, like, this meeting. Okay. So there's this, there's this meeting, it's underground, so it's the secret society. And it's just filled with a bunch of old guys, which is great. Of course, you know, I can tell all these old guys apart. And they say that it has been a long time since they last saw him. But, of course, he says it's only been 20 years. So we see these fellows seem interested in the immortality thing as well. Um, But they're not immortals as far as we can tell because they do make a comment that one of the guys died. And they are waiting for Barnes to show up because they, I guess they know that the secret formula... Sure did happen. Right, but that's um, not how you become an immortal, or that's just a way that... I should just stop asking questions. <laughs> well, he, there you were asking you questions, and I technically could give you answers, but I don't want to. I know. So that's the thing. But I assume that there's a secret formula, and it is related to... No, but not immortal. every single fair. immortal could have drunk a secret formula. If it apparently just got to... You're, you're right. You are right. Yes. There had to be, like, a god guy who just kind of was just, like, zap, and then immortals. Is that what it says in the Bible? I think that's what it says in the Bible, yeah. Zap. I think that's in Proverbs. Well, they lived a long time. They lived a long time in the Bible, remember? (laughs) They did. Sarah had a baby at 90. Good for her. That's that's a lot. Is that really good? Why would you want a baby at that age? I don't know. Like, they live to be 300, and the Bible is totally accurate, guys. Yes. I should be taken word for word. Absolutely. We're going to get in trouble. We're going to get in trouble. It's like that one so, spam comment that we have that says, we need Jesus. <laughs> it's, wasn't that a really long comment? It was, like, a very long one about how we needed Jesus. I think it's still up um, on our... So thank you for that. I think it's still up on our, uh, in our spam folder for comments. Yeah, it's in our spam folder. We, we just... Sometimes we hang on to those. We enjoy them. That's funny. They, there's a couple of different things they say in this meeting, but I'll just kind of point out they talk about the cure-all elixir has finally been completed. They've talked about a incomplete elixir before, which we don't really know much about. That's just something that is interesting. So we know that there's a version of it that wasn't complete. Um, so uh, Siller does ask Ennis to go get Barnes and bring him there. And he says if Barnes even touched one drop of the product or he failed to preserve it and ruined it, then Ennis has to kill him. So that's fun. Wait, if he like touched any, like if he drank any of it, yeah. how would they know if he drank any of it? Well, if we try to kill him, he comes back. I don't know. Something, something happened. 
Yeah, um, but then if they try to kill him and they didn't take it, then he's just dead and then your guy's gone. That's real. Also, he clearly took some. He uh something's going on with him, yeah, because he did he did shoop. And then he did yep. have a little shoop shoop shoop. We kinda get a clarification on the scene where Dallas is beating Barnes up, where he basically kicks him while he's down, and then he sees the two bottles and looks like he takes them. So that's fine. So, that's fine. Um, and then we see just like a replay from a different perspective of the Ennis and Fira meet cute, which is fine. And then uh, the last little thing that we leave off on, on the flying pussyfoot is a uh, niece from Jacuzzi's gang and Donnie run through the cars and we see a red shadow look through the window and vanish, leaving a bloody handprint on the window pane. So the rail tracer is a thing. It's, it's fine. It's fine. So, yeah. So like we have a secret formula we got douchebag brothers and we have weird train murder ghosts right and immortality right and and a guy who just likes killing people right so that's fun yeah what you think of this episode does this show have a plot this is the plot what is the plot the show has okay um there i never actually told you uh the the comparison that people give for this show what is it this show is uh, Pulp Fiction I think it, <laughs> in the 1930s. But Did I tell you that before? Maybe, but Pulp Fiction... I feel like Pulp Fiction had a plot. I guess it didn't really have a plot. Pulp... Yeah, Pulp Fiction was, like, the same thing. It was different... Following a cover different people across... Yeah, but I still feel times. like each segment of Pulp Fiction had, like, a beginning, a middle, and an end. I'm not really okay. getting that here. Sort of. No, each bit had, like, like there was a beginning bit, and, like, it all kind of fit... Well, like, I mean, hopefully this will fit together. But like even like with like certain segments, like I knew what I knew the beginning, I knew but the middle, and then I knew when the end. Mm-hmm. And even there's bits of Pulp Fiction that I don't really like that much, but you know. I mean, I think by the end of the show, you'll know what the beginning and end middle. Yeah, but if I go back and rewatch the, the show, am I still going to know what's going on? Yeah. Do you know what's going on? Yes, I do. I'm better now. <laughs> uh, when we started, I was like, it's been a while. And now we're in we're in it now, so I'm I'm good. Like I'm like oh, okay, I know where we're going. I'm like I'm in it for the ride. I'm having a great time. Also, I feel like Pulp Fiction was slightly less jumpy, but then also that was a movie. But it was a lot less time. Like this is, this is like all twelve episode thirteen. Well, technically sixteen. Episode well, Pulp Fiction's about like show. two. What it's like two and a half hours. Is it? Maybe like maybe I know it's over two hours. Mm-hmm. So then, how long is this show with twelve episodes? Is it twelve or fourteen? Uh, I think it's 16. Is it 16? But it's, it's, um, no, it's 13, it's, uh... I'm confused. It's 13 is the main plot, and then it's 13 OVAs. It's, sorry, it's three OVAs. So it's the, the main story, the stuff that we're watching now concludes on the 13th episode, and then there's a couple episodes that are, like, stuff that happens beyond it. Are we watching that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does that matter? It's, I mean, it, it does, it does. Okay. Um... Oh yeah, I did. Wow, Pulp Fiction is two hours fifty eight minutes. I don't think I realized. Oh, is it that, that long? long? Yeah. It doesn't actually feel it. That it does not. feel That's that a long. good movie. So like I get a bit 13. bored with the Bruce Willis bit, but that's like, I still enjoy it. But then there's also some, some gross stuff in that bit. So the total runtime of this would be like four and a half hours. Which is, so it is it is a little jumpier, I guess. But. That's like half a Pulp Fiction. No, yes, yeah. no. Like how the Pope Fiction is half a bacano. No. Three qu- No. Can I go to bed? We can't go to bed just yet. We, any do I have any good do I have any good questions here? I don't um, know. 
I, I like the I like the Wikipedia section of the unanswered questions. <laughs> There's a line here that I didn't mention, but I think it's in, more interesting if I didn't mention this line. It's mostly just what was the red shadow? How did Dallas Genoari go missing? And where is he in 1932? It's a great question. Wait, what's happening in 1932? 1932 is when we saw that scene. Um, that's so the the Eve Genovia searching for her brother. I think we see that in both 31 and 32. Okay. So that's so. 30. And then the pussy is 31. 31. Yeah. And then the sums up with the immortals is 30. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Maybe. So it's it's start, it's starting to come together. Yeah. So no, it's, it's starting not. to come together. Well, it is. Is it? It is. Oh, wait, but like so the halfway point so there's so we're watching sixteen episodes, but the three of them are like beyond. Yeah. So like the halfway point is like six, episode six or seven. Right. So at that point am I gonna be mostly like, okay, I got this, let's go. Probably. Cause I feel yeah, like I think that because I feel like with yeah. shows, like, at least, like, by the halfway point, I like to at least, like, be aware and then keep going from there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, clicking through these with the next episode titles. Like, right. I remember, okay. like, yeah. I remember with, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. In our next recording session, I think a lot of questions are going to be answered. Okay. Because so I remember, like, with Gravity answer. Falls, like, by the halfway point, like, a lot of questions were answered. There were still, like, more questions. Mm-hmm. But, like, I literally saw someone just behind me. Oh, creepy. Hello. It's really, it's late too. So that's not, and I'm in a basement. That's not. All right. We should wrap this sucker up. Um, All right. So that, I mean, that concludes our, our weird, uh, not our weird. It's been, it's been fun. I've had a good time. Um, Our re-records of of these episodes. So we'll be back next time with a, uh, back with our, with our normal format. So uh, I hope you're enjoying our Bacchanu review. It's a little crazy, just like the show itself, but I hope you're having fun. So next time, Dara, our next two episodes are called uh, episode five. Jacuzzi Spot Cries, Gets Scared, and Musters Reckless Valor. Okay. And uh, episode six, The Rail Tracer Covertly, Repeatedly Slaughters Inside the Coaches. Okay. Uh, so I think it's going to be fun. Okay. I'm, I'm very excited. Okay. I, so, of course, thank you for watching today. If you are enjoying what you're seeing here, if you're on the YouTubes, that you could, of course... You know, like, comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff so you can follow us and see what we like to do. If you want to extend beyond the YouTubes, we are also, you can listen to us as well. We are on iTunes. We're witty clothes there. First reaction, fan reaction. You can find us on Spotify as well. Take our episodes on the go so you can listen to them wherever and whenever because that's what, if you're a busy person. That's what's fun to do. We're also on Facebook. We are Witty Clothes Productions on there. You can tweet at us. We're on Twitter at Witty Clothes. Send us an email, wittyclothes at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Patreon as well. We're Witty Clothes there. And we got some exclusive content Right, on like there. if you pay a dollar, you get our monthly live stream where we watch a movie or we talk. Can't wait for September because that movie is going to be fun. Which one's that? I didn't tell Caitlin we were doing, but I already thought of it. And I think it's going to... Oh, I'm scared. I can't say it. No, it's fine. It's fine. The surprise will be fun. Okay. And then if you do our uh, $5 tier, you get our spinoff show, First Reaction or Fan Reaction, where we watch a show that one of us has seen before. Not one of us. That's this show. That's this God show. God damn it. That's- that we both have seen before or something we've never seen before. We're currently watching WandaVision. You may have heard of it. It's a hilarious show where nothing bad happens. Yay. Yay. Uh, I don't know what episode is going to be up at that point. Hopefully, uh, episode one will definitely be up and hopefully episodes two might be up or three we're still working on that schedule but that's going up and then uh 
We'll, we'll do something else. And then mm-hmm. if you go to the ten dollar tier, you can vote on topics that we discuss in the live stream or movies that we watch or watch some. Sh- or we're gonna uh, talk about and react to shows on there that wouldn't fit either of these shows, like mm-hmm. reality shows. And by reality, yeah. I mean Bake Off because I am not a, that much of a monster. <laughs> I may force Kayla not to three hundred sixty five days, but I'm not gonna make her watch Real Housewives. Let's Thank move. you. I appreciate. I don't that. even watch Real Housewives. I appreciate it. But you. I do watch Bake Off, and you will like that show. And be hungry. Okay. Sounds, I probably will. Which is, that's that's fine. You can find us on Patreon as well. But that is all the time we have for today, Dara. Of course, make sure you are joining us next time as we come back with Bacchino episodes 5 and 6. And we'll be back and... in with together again. And it won't be like Yay. this. Unless, unless the is... next recording session also sucks, which we probably won't. I yeah we we've learned our lessons we've grown as people <laughs> we've grown in anyway. a month yeah it's it's all about just moving forward anyway and uh until next time I'm Kim I'm Dar Whitman peace.